First game won by the Mets by a score of four to two. Now Wes Westrom, who was honored between games of his doubleheader by the peoples of Dutchess County, where he spent quite a bit of his time, is out with his lineup cards to present them to the umpires, along with Grady Hatton, the manager of the Houston Astros. Jim Wynn will lead off for the Astros. He'll be playing in center field. Batting second playing shortstop is Sonny Jackson. Batting third in right field, Rusty Stop. In the cleanup position and playing second base, Felix Mantilla. Batting fifth in left field, Lee May. The sixth batter will be the catcher, Bill Heath. Batting seventh and playing first base, Chuck Harrison. Batting eighth in third base, Bob Aspermani. The pitcher for the second game will be batting ninth, and it will be right-hander Dave Justy. For the New York Mets, Chuck Hiller will lead off. Chuck will be playing at second base. Batting second and playing in center field, Al Luplow. Batting third at first base, Eddie Cranepool. The cleanup batter will be Larry Elliott, the right fielder. Batting fifth and playing left field will be Ron Svoboda. Batting sixth at third base, Ed Basu. Batting seventh, the catcher, Jerry Grody. The eighth batter will be the shortstop, Roy McMillan, and Bob Friend. The starting pitcher for the Mets will be batting ninth. So it will be Bob Friend, who has a record of one and one for the Mets, pitching against Dave Justy, who has won nine and lost six. And now the New York Mets take the field. We'll be back with the start of the second game in just one moment. Now here's a word from Rangel. I don't know the reason. I can't tell you why. The more people like Rangel, the beer but we must be doing something. Yes, we must be doing something right. Yes, we must be doing something. Yes, we must be The umpires have taken their stations. Doug Harvey will be the umpire behind home plate. At first base, Harry Wendelstead. At second base, Shag Crawford. At third base, Ed Vargo. And right now, Bob Friend taking his warm-up pitches all set to go in the second ball game. Now the leadoff batter for the Houston Astros stepping up. It'll be Jim Wynn. Jim Wynn, Sonny Jackson, and Rusty Staub. The first three batters for the Astros. Jim in the first ball game led off with a single and scored a run as the Astros got out in front, but the Mets came back to win it four to two. And the first pitch by Bob Friend is high and inside. It's ball one. Win in that first ball game had two hits and five times up. His average at 240. Bob Friend into the windup and back again, and a fastball hit off the hands down toward short. Roy McMillan picking the ball up and going over to Eddie Cranepool for the out. So the Mets get the first out here in this ball game, and the next batter up will be Sonny Jackson, the shortstop. Number 16. Shortstop. 
Eddie Greenpool at first base, Chuck Keller playing second base, Roy McMillan at shortstop, and Eddie Basu at third. The catcher, Jerry Grody. In the outfield, Ron Swoboda in left field. In center field, Al Lupo. In right field, Larry Elliott. Sonny Jackson, the left-hand batter against the right-hander. And the pitch by Bob Friend. It's outside, way outside, it's ball one. Jackson batting 279 with two home runs and 14 runs batted in. Jim Busby, the coach at third base for the Astros, at first base, Nellie Fox. Two former Chicago Wright Sox teammates. Now working for manager Grady Hatton. Pitch back is on the outside corner, a called strike. One and one for Bob Friend. Bob, 35 years of age, six foot tall, 198 pounds, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He was one and four with the Yankees. He's one and one in the National League. Has won 193 games in the National League. His pitch back is bunted foul to the left side, the count going up to one and two. Friend lifetime against Houston has won seven and lost six. 1965, he won eight and lost 12 for Pittsburgh before being traded to the Yankees for cash and player Pete Mickelson. Mets picked him up on a cash purchase. One ball, two strikes, one out top of the first. And a curveball hit down to first. Eddie Greenpool has it. He goes to the bag to make the play unassisted. Two away in the top of the first, and now the batter will be Rusty Staub. Rusty, a left-hand batter. One for two in the first ball game. His average now up to 280. Left-hand batter with 10 home runs and 46 runs batted in. Mets will have another doubleheader tomorrow against the Astros. Game time will be at 1 o'clock. Bob Shaw, along with Bill Hepler, will be pitching for the Mets. First pitch to Rusty is inside. It's called a ball. The Astros will have Mike Fuller pitching for them, along with Barry Lapman. Although Barry Lapman was in the bullpen, and he might not be working, although he was scheduled. One old pitch by Bob Friend, a changeup that's over the outside corner. So he evens the count at one and one. Mets then go on the road to play San Francisco, Los Angeles, and Houston. They'll return home. Start up against Chicago on the 29th of July. Pitch back is low. It's now two balls and one strike. 29th and 30th, both night games against the Cubs and also a day game on the 31st. Doug Harvey now checking out the ball and taking it out of play. And a new ball put in. The count two and one on Rusty Stop. All the games on the road, as usual, will be broadcast on radio. Weekend games in San Francisco on Saturday and Sunday will be televised in color from Los Angeles. Little blooper out over... Near third base in foul territory, Eddie Basu going into foul territory to make the catch, and that retires the side. 
A one-two-three inning for Bob Shaw as he starts off the ball game at the end of one half inning. Houston nothing, the Mets coming up. Now work. Ready. Houston out one, two, three as Bob Friend worked the top half, and now Dave Justy takes his warm-up pitches. Dave, a right-hander, 26 years of age, 5'11". He weighs 190 pounds, resides in Mattydale, New York. Went to Syracuse University. 1966 record is 9-6. Lifetime, he has won 19 and lost 16 in the major leagues. And against New York, he has never won a ball game, having lost two, losing one of them this year. He'll be pitching to Chuck Hiller, Al Luplo, and Eddie Cranepool. And the first pitch is right off the hands, just popped down toward third base, picked up by Bob Aspermani. His throw to Chuck Harrison is in time for the out. So Dave gets an out on one pitch, and now Al Luplo comes up. Astros have Chuck Harrison at first base, Felix Mantia at second base, Sonny Jackson playing shortstop, Bob Aspermani at third. The catcher is Bill Heath. In the outfield, Lee May in left field, Jim Wynn in center field, and Rusty Staub in right. And the first pitch to Al Luplo is high. It's ball one. Al batting 233. Chuck Hiller was batting 352 before grounding out to third for the first out. Luplo with two home runs and 16 runs batted in, and his next pitch is swung on. It's one ball and one strike. One and one on Al Luplo. Pitch back to him. is popped up back of home plate out of play. John moves up to one ball and two strikes. In the National League, the Philadelphia Phillies beat the Dodgers three to nothing. Winning pitcher was Chris Short, his 11th victory of the year. He's lost five. He pitched a two-hitter. Joe Moeller lost the game for the Dodgers. Second ball game, no score after one and a half innings. Claude Osteen against Ray Herbert. Giants got beat by Pittsburgh, seven to four, so the Pirates now have taken the lead back. Next pitch is over the glove of the catcher, Bill Heath, back against the screen. Two balls, two strikes. Steve Blass, the winning pitcher, his record now eight and two for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Face and Mickelson helped him out. Losing pitcher Ron Herbel, and McCovey had the only home run in the eighth with the man on his eighth this year. In the second ball game, it's pretty against Sisk. Pretty one time with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Next pitch, a curveball that rolls in as looked at as called strike three. So Dave Justy gets his second out. That is his first strikeout. And now he'll pitch to his third batter in this ball game, Eddie Greenpool. Had a left-hand batter with a run batted in in the first ball game. He's batting 233, and with 31 runs batted in now. The Mets won the first game four to two. The run that Ed drove in was the insurance run, the final run the Mets got. First pitch inside. It's ball one. At the end of four and a half, Atlanta five, Cincinnati four. Hart's match is second, taken by Mantia in one hop. He has to sort of take it inside as the ball is hit well. His throw to first base retires the side. So both sides out in order in the first inning and the score at the end of one. Houston nothing, New York nothing. Say you can get tickets for all the home games for the Mets at a wide variety of locations. Right here at Shea Stadium, they're open from 8 to 6 on weekdays and 9 to 5 on Saturdays and Sundays. 
Tickets also available at Grand Central Station at the foot of the 42nd Street and Vanderbilt Avenue ramp. Open weekdays from 8 to 6 and on Saturdays from 8.30 to 4. Tickets are also available at Macy's at 34th Street and 7th Avenue on the main floor and at Macy's in the Walt Whitman Shopping Center in Huntington, Long Island. And they're open during the regular store hours. In addition, reservations for box seats and reserve seats may be made at all Howard Cole stores during regular store hours and also at any branch of the Manufacturers Hanover Trust Company during banking hours. Tickets can also be obtained by mail by writing Ticket Manager, Shea Stadium, Washington, New York. Box seats are $3.50, reserve seats are $2.50 each. Be sure to add 25 cents to cover the mailing cost. Top of the second inning, no score, Bob Friend. I'll set the pitch to Felix Mantia. Bob worked the first inning in order, one, two, three, and his first pitch is hit in the air, foul. Back at home plate is strike one. Mantia with an average of 192, four home runs and 15 runs batted in. At the end of seven and one-half innings, Chicago two, the St. Louis Cardinals two. Simmons against Bryles, Javier home run in the sixth with no one on. That's the first of two. Yankees won their first game against the Twins, 4-2. The winning pitcher was Talbot. His record now 8-7. Merritt, the losing pitcher. Pepitone, Clinton, and Clark home runs for the Yankees. A swing and a foul tip. It's strike two now. Felix Mantia, the batter. Craven scored five runs in the top of the sixth. They lead Detroit now 7-0. Tom Kelly pitching for the Indians. Mambo Kett now pitching for Detroit. Hinton and Askew home runs. Two-strike pitch hit foul. Long fly ball down in deep foul territory. Count holds it on two. Chicago topped Baltimore 5-1 in their first game. Gary Peters, a five-hitter, going all the way for his sixth win. The losing pitcher was Bill Short. Etchebarren a home run in the fifth with no one on for Baltimore's only run. That was his tenth home run. That's the first of two. Two-strike pitch is lined to left field. Going back is Ron Trabota near the warning track. He makes the catch. One away in the top of the second, no score, and the batter now will be Lee May. Kansas City won Boston nothing after two and a half. Sheldon against Jim Nash. A scheduled doubleheader. Washington scheduled for two at California. No score at the end of one. Bosman pitching for the Senators against Clyde Wright for the California Angels. May, a left-hand batter. And his first pitch is lying down the right field line. Might go for two. It will. Larry Elliott cannot chase it down. He gets it off the wall. And Lee May goes in standing at second base with a double. So Lee has the first hit of the ball game. And it brings up the catcher, Bill Heath. <laughs> Say, this is the 13th season coming up at Jones Beach Theater. And it's going to be the best ever. Come out and see Mardi Gras. Guy Lombardo's musical spectacular at Jones Beach. The biggest and coolest show in the New York area. Lee May on at second base with a double. And the batter is Bill Heath, the left-hand hitter, a catcher for the Houston Astros. He's batting 238. And the first pitch is low. It's ball one. Thank you. 
Lee May was hitting 250 before his two base hit, his fifth this year. Heath has been a bat only 21 times. He has five hits, two of them doubles, and he has driven in one run. Bob Friend at 1-0, and the pitch is outside to make it two balls, no strikes. Bob into the set position. And his next pitch is a slider. Hit off the hands, off a friend's glove, a base hit. Coming in to pick the ball up back of the pitcher's mound with no play is Roy McMillan. And Lee May goes over to third. Broken bat, base hit. And Bob Friend had a chance to handle that, but he just couldn't get his glove up. We'll pause now for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. This WGY 810's Connected 8. Currently 89. along with Lindsey Nelson and Bob Murphy from Shea Stadium. No score, but the Astros batting here in the top of the second with runners at first and third. And the batter is Chuck Harrison, a right-hander. Bob Friend with his first pitch, it's inside for a ball. Harrison with a 220 average, three home runs and 16 runs batted in. The 1-0 delivery is a slider outside for ball two. Two balls, no strikes. Bob reading the signs from Jerry Grody. And his 2-0 delivery is hit foul back over the top of the screen. So friend gets a strike and the count at two balls and one strike. After Felix Mantia had lined out to left field, Lee May got a double down the right field line and Bill Heath singled off Friend's glove. Ground ball hit foul. Counted two and two. with their infield back, hoping for a double play. Runners at first and third. Lee May at third base. Bill Heath at first. And the 2-2 pitch. Breaking pitch that was just high, and that puts it at three balls and two strikes. Close pitch, but not quite over. Decision now for Grady Hatton whether or not to send the runner to keep out of the double play. Heath is not fast at first base. He's going. The pitch is inside, though, and it's ball four, and that loads him up. Base is loaded as Chuck Harrison walks, and it brings up Bob Aspermani. Bob batting 243 with one home run and 15 runs batted in. Mets again have their infield back. No score. The Astros with the bases loaded. 
And the first pitch is inside. It's a ball. Again, a very close pitch. Just off. One man out top of the second inning. The Mets won the first ball game four to two. Now time called as Nellie Fox picks up a balloon that had drifted out over to the first base side. Friend started to go into his windup and then backed off the mound. He got something in his eye. Now he sets up again. Looks for the signs. And his 1-0 pitch is a slider that's popped up on the first base side. Eddie Greenpool in foul territory. He has room, and he makes the catch. So Aspermani is out for the second out here in the second. The runners hold. Runners at first, second, and third, and it brings up the pitcher, Dave Justy. Dave has a fine average, batting at 270 with 10 hits and 37 times up. Three of them have been two base hits, and he has driven in two runs. So off the record, Dave is a good hitter. Dave, a right-hand batter, and Bob Friend with his first pitch. A swing and a miss at a pitch that was outside of the strike zone, low and away. It was dug out of the dirt by Jerry Grody at strike one. One strike pitch by Friend is hit foul. Ball bouncing off home plate and bouncing up and hitting just in the batter's box. So it's strike two. Bob Friend trying to weather the storm right here with the Astros having the bases loaded, but Friend now has a two-strike count with two out in the top of the second. Now Friend with his two-strike pitch, a swing and a miss at a sidearm curveball, and that retires the side. Bob Friend's first strikeout, it came at the right time for him as he left three men on. No runs, two hits, no errors to walk. And the bases were loaded at the time of Bob's first strikeout. That retires the side. And the score at the end of one and a half innings, Houston nothing, the Mets nothing. will lead off for the Mets. Larry, a left-hand batter, playing in right field. And the first pitch by Dave Justy is low and inside. It's ball one. Larry had hit in eight previous ball games for the Mets. But in the first game, he was shut out by the Astros, so his hitting streak was stopped. He takes high, and it's ball two. Two balls, no strikes. Larry had hit in all eight games that he had played in for the Mets since his recall from Jacksonville. Elliott now batting at 3.08. Two strike pitches swung on. It's strike, should say, two ball pitches swung on. It's strike one. And Dave Justy back again. And the pitch is inside, a hard slider. That puts it at three and one with Ron Swoboda on deck. At three one, the pitch is swung on again, and it's strike two. That time, Jesse with a slider again. And the right-hander with 
the 3-2 pitch. He misses. Ball four. The Mets have their first base runner. Tie ball game as Ron Svoboda comes up. is the fifth batter in the batting order, and he looks at a curveball. It's low and away. It's ball one. Ron batting 199. Ron was a pinch hitter. And the first ball game was left in it and was 0 for 2. He fouls the next pitch off, and the count goes to 1 and 1. One strikeout. And a fastball is drilled in the center field. Jim Wynn off of the crack of the bat. Tracks it down in uh, area just a shade to the right center field side of center field. And he makes the catch. Ball well hit, but Jim Wynn, a fine center fielder, getting a fast jump to get to the ball and to make a play. That'll bring up Eddie Basu. Larry Elliott on the catch back to first base. Eddie Basu, a right-hand batter, hitting 217. He walked and scored a run in his only appearance in the first ball game, won by the Mets 4-2. And the first pitch is a breaking pitch low and away for ball one. The Cubs and St. Louis Cardinals are now going to the top of the 10th, tied up at 2-2. The starting pitcher is still in, Kurt Simmons against Nelson Bryles. Runners going, the pitch is lined to right center, a base hit. And it's Larry Elliott going over to third base. Rusty Staub quickly has the ball in, and Basu stops at first base on a perfect hit-and-run play. Puts runners at first and third for the Mets with one man away, and the batter will be Jerry Grody. Jerry, a right-hand batter with a 2.46 average, batted one time in the first ball game and fouled out. Don't score in this game, but now the Mets are threatening with runners at first and third, and one out in the bottom half of the second. And the first pitch to Grody has swung on a miss at strike one. Once again, manager Grady Hatton is following the policy he set in the first ball game with the score in a close position. He has played his infield back. And he's got the infield back here looking for two. Some managers in this spot bring the infield in. Not wanting to give up a chance at getting the man at home plate on a slow hit ground ball. One strike pitch by Justy is low, and that makes it even at one and one. Ball is dug up and then dropped by the catcher, Bill Heap. Larry Elliott on at third base, Eddie Basu at first. Basu getting the Mets' first base hit. 
Larry had walked to reach first base. Throw to first base as Sue dives in, but beats the play fairly easily. First base again and again, but Sue dives back in, but the play was not too close. One ball, one strike out on Jerry Grody. Jerry, a right-hand batter with an average at 246. And he drills with the left. If it's fair, it might go all the way, but it's curving foul. Ball curved foul at the last minute, and Jerry out in front just misses. And the count goes up to one and two, and Bill Heath comes out in front of home plate to say something to Dave Justin. So far, no score in the ball game. In the top of the second, the Astros threatened, but they were stopped by Bob Friend as he left three men on. Now the Mets are threatening in the bottom half of the second. Runners at first and third. Both pitchers got the side out in order in the first inning. Now Jesse back, and the pitch is just outside. The change curveball. Count evens out again, this time at two balls and two, two strikes. Jesse, a right-hander in the set position. And his pitch, the blade is hit down through the hole in the left field of base set. Larry Elliott scores from third base, and the Mets take the lead one to nothing. The Mets take the early lead as they score the first run of the ball game. On the play, Eddie Basu went down to second base and held there. The run battered in for Jerry Grody, his 13th this year, and it brings up Roy McMillan. celebrating his 36th birthday today. And he did it in grand style in the first ball game. He scored two runs and had a base hit. Scored twice from first base on doubles by Jerry Arrigo, who was a winning pitcher. First pitch, a curveball, a perfect curve over the outside corner, about knee high for a strike. Roy batting 193. Sue with a short lead at second base. Jerry Grody back of him. And the one strike pitch is in the dirt. Just about in the same spot as the last pitch as far as the relationship to the corner was concerned. It's one ball and one strike. Now the one-one pitch. Swung on and foul tipped. It's strike two. For the ball game, the first game of the doubleheader, Roy said that he would like as a birthday present a doubleheader win. All the Mets have a chance to do it. They won the first game. Mets have played 13 doubleheaders. This is the 14th. They have split nine, won two, and lost two. Pitches out toward right field near the foul line. Rusty Stab is going deep in the hole in right field, and he makes the catch going away. But Sue tagged up at second base, easily goes to third, rounds there and holds as the throw comes into the shortstop, Sonny Jackson. 
Jerry Grody, who was halfway on the play, came back to first base. So the Mets have runners at first and third with Bob Friend coming up. Two men away were in the bottom half of the second. The Mets lead 1-0, and Bill Heath talks with Dave Justy on the pitcher's mound. That ball was hit deep in the hole down in the right field corner, but Rusty Staub caught it going away. A good play by Rusty Staub. Barry Lapman has started to warm up in the bullpen for the Astros. Brent has yet to have a hit for the Mets. He's been at bat ten times. He has struck out eight of the ten times. And he swings and misses at strike one. Houston has played only two doubleheaders all year. They don't have one scheduled at home. They play 81 separate dates in Houston. Now the one strike pitch, it swung on a miss at strike two. Houston has won one doubleheader and split another. And they have both been on the road. The president of the Houston Astros, Judge Hoffines, does not believe in doubleheaders. He has 81 separate engagements in the Astrodome. Next pitch back is swung on and missed, and Bob Friend strikes out. That ends the inning, but the Mets take the lead by scoring one run on two hits. There were no errors, and two men were left on. And the score at the end of two, the Mets won, Houston nothing. Well, the Mets play a doubleheader again tomorrow. And the starting pitchers are scheduled to be Bob Shaw, along with Bill Hepler. And the Astros will have Mike Weller pitching for them, along with Barry Lapman. And the Mets move on to San Francisco, play the weekend coming up in Los Angeles. Incidentally, the game's on Saturday, which is July 23rd. And Sunday, July 24th, the doubleheader will be televised from Los Angeles in color. The first time the Mets have done that, they will be sending back those games in color to the New York area. After the Dodgers, the Mets take on Houston and then return home. When they come back, they'll be playing against Chicago on the 29th, Friday night. On the 30th, which will be Old Timers Day or the All-Star Reproduction of 1950 and a single game on Sunday, the 31st. After that, starting the 1st of August, the San Francisco Giants, a night game on Monday, a night game on Tuesday, a night game on Wednesday, and a day game on Thursday. Then the Cardinals come in to close out that homestand, playing a four-game set Friday night, Saturday afternoon, and a doubleheader on Sunday. Don't forget the Giants in to start off the 1st of August with a night game on Monday. And that should be a big one. The Giants lost the first game today, and they have just dropped out of the lead. Pittsburgh taking over as they won. First pitch now is Jim Wynn. Hits for the second time. As inside as Bob Friend misses, it's ball one. Dodgers also lost the first game of their doubleheader, so they did not gain any ground at all. Trailed by three. Next pitch is swung on and fouled back. The count evens out at one and one on Jim Wynn. Granted out the short his first time up. He has an average of two two thirty-nine now. And Bob Friend back with a breaking pitch that is outside. He took something off the pitch, too. It's two balls and one strike. Hank Aaron has hit his 27th home run with a man on in the seventh inning for Atlanta. And they now lead against Cincinnati by a score of seven to four. They're still batting. 
Next pitch is fouled back out of play. A high foul ball. We counted two balls and two strikes. Pete Rose had two home runs for the Reds in that ball game with no one on. And Pavletic had hit a home run with no one on for the Reds. But Atlanta leading by a score of at least 7-4. to four, As Denny LeMaster works all the way for the Braves. Hank Fisher started. Davidson is now pitching. Now 2-2. Friend back to win with a breaking pitch. It's over. Call strike three. Good curveball by Bob Friend. Jim Wynn was backing out of there thinking the ball might not be in. And it might be in too tight. Friend's second strikeout. He's had two in a row now. And it brings up Sonny Jackson. Mets lead 1-0. With one out in the top of the third. Jackson, a left-hand batter, grounded out the first bases first time up. Batting 278. And the first pitch is bunted. A good bunt. He'll have a base hit if he can beat friend of the bag. And he does. He's safe all the way. Perfect bunt. As Eddie Cranepool came off to field the ball. And then Jackson, who can really fly, beat friend over to first base. And he had it all the way. There was no contest. Right so the Astros have their third hit in the ball game, and they have the time run at first base, and Rusty Staub is a batter. Jackson leads the club in stolen bases with 25. So you have to watch him. He draws the throw, but he gets back easily. Now friend again over to first, and this one was close. The tag made by Cranepool, but Jackson just beat it. Two throws to first base, none to home, and Rusty Staub steps out of the batter's box. Now friend sets up, throws to first again, but Jackson back easily. And the first pitch to the plate is low. It's ball one. Jackson back just ahead of the tag. Throw to first again. This time Jackson back easily. Rusty Staub steps out of the batter's box and asks for the pine tar. The paid attendance here today, 28,566. Total attendance, 29,307. Mets now have drawn 1,054,305. The Dodgers, the Mets, and the Astros have all drawn over a million people. The first three clubs to do that this year. Now the 1-0 pitch, it's hit fouled on the left field side. Count goes to 1-1. One Dodgers turned it first as the schedule favored them. They had played more home games than the Mets. And the Astros did it just a while back and now the Mets. Throw to first base for Jackson who uh, just right away got back easily. 
one strike count of Rusty Stop. Jackson with a big lead now. He's going. The pitch is inside to throw down to second base in the dirt, and Jackson slides in safely. That's the 26th stolen base for Sonny Jackson. And the pitch almost hit Rusty Stop. Jerry Grody had no chance as Sonny got a tremendous jump, and he was down there and in before the throw arrived. Good play on the throws. It was in the dirt as Roy McMillan took the throw from Jerry Grody. Count of two and one on Rusty Stop now. And Bob Friend with the pitch. Change up his punts into left center field. This will tie up the ball game. Coming around to score is Sonny Jackson to make it a 1-1 game. And Rusty Staub is going into second base with a slide and he is safe. Rusty just sort of reached out and took that change of pace and punched it in the left center field for a base hit. His third, 13th double this year, his 47th run batted in. And it's a brand new ball game at 1-1. Yes, yes. That'll bring up Felix Mantia, who lined out the left field his first time up. Felix batting 190. And the first pitch is gone. Forget it. Two-run home run by Felix Mantia. Rusty Staub comes in to score from second base, and Felix comes around to score from third. For Mantia, his fifth home run this year, and the Houston Astros lead by a score of 3-1. to one. The home run given up by Bob Friend, his fifth this year, in seven ball games. Now the batter is Lee May, and he takes a strike at strike one. Pitch back is looked at. It's called a ball. One ball, one strike. Next pitch is a base hit sliced into the hole between third and short in the left field. Lee May, who had doubled down the right field line his first time up, going the other way and getting his second base hit. That's now four in a row, three runs in, and now action in the bullpen for the Mets as the batter coming up is Bill Heath. Bill Heath, the left-hander, stepping in. He singled his first time up, and he takes low and away. It's ball one. Darrell Sutherland warming up for the Mets. Tall right-hander. Houston taking the lead by scoring three runs here in the top of the third. One man away. They lead three to one. Lee May at first base. And the pitch to the plate is hit down the first. A chance for two. Cranepool to the shortstop with a high throw. The throw back is in time. A double play. A terrific play on the throw by Roy McMillan to turn it into a double play. That retires the side and it goes 3-6-3. If you're keeping score, in the inning, three runs on four hits, no errors, and no one left on. And the score at the end of two and a half, Houston three, the Mets one. Now here's a word from Rango. I don't know the reason. I can't tell you why. More 
identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. One away in the bottom half of the third. The batter coming up is Al Lupal. Al batting 232 for the year. He was called out his first time up. Jesse has struck out two. He got Al Lupal in the first and Bob Friend in the second. And he has given up a run on two hits. First pitch is fouled off. A fastball over the top of the screen. Strike one. And at one strike, the right-hander back. And a line shot over the head of the first baseman. It's on the line. Down the right field line. It'll go for two. Al Luplo going around to second base. As Rusty Stop plays the ball in and throws it in wide of second base and over the head. Of the shortstop covering there. It is backed up by the pitcher, Dave Justy. And Al Luplo is on with a double. For Al, his sixth double this year. The Mets have a runner in scoring position with Eddie Cranesville coming up. That ball hit right on the line, down the right field line. And in this ball game, liners are in. His first time up hit a smash to second base that was taken by Felix Mantia. Eddie batting 230, and his first pitch is a fastball for a call strike, letter high. Houston, three runs on six hits. The Mets have one run and three. One strike delivery down low, and the count goes to one and one. back again. And a drive to deep right field. It's going, going, going. It's gone. put them in front. Three to one. The Mets now have returned the favor to tie up the ball game at 3-3. Randy Cranebull, his ninth home run and the first pitch to Larry Elliott is swung on and missed at strike one. Eddie now with nine home runs and 33 runs batted in. He takes over the club lead in the home run department. 
Pitch back to Elliott is taken for a ball. It's now one and one. Dave Justy had won one, and the pitch is high in this ball, too. Two balls and one strike. That was Cranepool's first home run against the Astros. He had hit three against the Braves early in the year in April. Also added one in April against the Cubs. Did not hit a home run until June, and then picked up three home runs in June against the Cardinals and the Reds, and also the Cubs. Next pitch, a check on the swing, a foul ball to the left side. Cranepool's last home run was in July on the third against the Pirates off of Mickelson. And it came as a pinch hitter. Now the pitch back to Larry Elliott. And he hits one deep to right field. Going back to the wall is Rusty Staub, and he makes the catch. Rusty Staub right against the wall to make the catch with his second out here in the bottom half of the third. And that'll bring up Ron Swoboda. Ron lined to center field his first time up. He's batting 198. Game tied up at 3-3. The first game won by the Mets 4-2. First pitch to Ron is low. A curveball. It's ball one. And the pitch back is way gone, but it's going to go foul. Ron Swoboda with a long foul ball down the left field line. And the count at one and one. Home run that Dave Justy gave up to Ed Cranepool, the ninth that he has thrown up this year. Club leader is Turk Farrell with 16. Now the 1-1 pitch to Swoboda. A swing and a miss, strike two. Ron with a hard swing at a high fastball. One ball and two strikes. And the next pitch is hit out to right center field. A long run for Jim Wynn, but he got off to a great start, and he one-hands it for a brilliant play in center field. The second time that he has taken one away from Ron Swoboda. That play retires the side. But in the inning, the Mets tie up the ball game by getting two runs on a two-run home run by Eddie Cranville. They had two hits, there were no errors, and no one left on base, and the score is through three. The Mets three, Houston three. For the fourth inning, a tie game at 3-3, three to three, and now for the play-by-play, Bob Murphy. Okay, Ralph, Chuck Harrison leading off against Bob Friend. Fourth inning, and the game is tied 3-3. Three, three. Harrison, second time up. He reached on a walk in the second inning. Low and outside, ball one. A lot of hitting in this game. Houston, three runs, six hits. New York, three runs, four hits. And we're in the fourth inning. Breaking ball outside, two balls and no strikes. Harrison hitting 220. In the Coast League last year, he had 34 home runs, so he must be strong. The 2-0 delivery by a friend, a ground ball hit toward the middle. McMillan racing to his glove side, can't reach it. 
It goes on through into center field for a base hit. And that is the seventh hit of the ball game for the Houston Astros. It brings up Bob Aspermani. Aspro is 0 for 1. He fouled out the first baseman, Ed Crane, drew his first time up. Bob is hitting 242. He had one for four in the first game of the doubleheader. The Mets winning the opener, four to two. Inside at the knees, one ball and no strikes. Pool holding against the base runner. Pitch to Aspermani, a slow grounder, trickling foul down the third baseline. Eddie Pursue coming in for a look at it. He wanted to be sure that thing stayed foul. Then when he realized that Aspermani wasn't running it out, he watched it, hoping it might jump back over the other way. One strike. Right-hand hitter Bob Aspermani wraps a ground ball through the hole for a base hit to left. Chuck Harrison rounds second and stops there. Now the Astros have back-to-back singles. So the sign again is going to the Mets bullpen. Darrell Sutherland warmed up in the last inning. The Astros now have a total of eight base hits. Dave Justy, the Houston pitcher, comes up, and the Mets will be defensing against the bunt. Darrell Sutherland is on call in the bullpen again. Now the infield gathering around Bob Friend to give the bullpen a little more of an opportunity. Jim Busby, the third base coach, is in conference with the batter, Dave Justy. Closely in at first and third, looking for the butt. Here's the stretch, my friend. And the pitch on the way. It's in for a strike. He was around, but didn't offer at it. Dave Jeffy squared around the butt, but he didn't offer at the pitch. It was over. The lead runner on second is Chuck Harrison. On first base, Bob asked for money. Now, friend in the set position steps off. Eddie Cranepool is shortened up at first, and Ed Brasseau shortened up at third. Now the pitch on the way. He didn't offer. He pulled the bat back, and the pitch was a little bit outside. One ball, one strike. Eddie Cranebull charging in real close. Hoping to pass on that bun in time to make a play to Ed Brasseau. Eddie now is checking with the umpire on the count because the scoreboard count has strike two. But the count is one ball and one strike. He squares around. Didn't offer. And it got the outside corner for a strike. One ball and two strikes. 
Now Doug Harvey dusts off the plate. Jim Wynn, the center fielder, is the on-deck batter, and then Sonny Jackson. Pitching one and two. He tries to bunt and misses strength three. So Justy is struck out trying to bunt the runners over. Runners on first and second, and the batter coming up is Jimmy Wynn. Wynn hitting 238, has grounded out to short and taken a call third strike. He leads the Astros in home runs and runs batted in. set position, delivers to win. Ground ball hit down to third base for Sue. Steps on third, throws to first. Double play! Tag retired as Eddie Pursue steps on third and pegs the first to get win. No runs, two hits, no errors, one left. And the score at the end of three and a half. The Astros three and the New York Mets three. fourth inning. Eddie Brasseau leading off against Dave Justy. Curveball by the former Syracuse star breaks over the outside corner for a call strike. Eddie singled to right field on perfect execution on a hit and run play his first time up. Outside and low. One ball, one strike. His hit and run single to right helped build a run as Elliott raced around to third and then came in to score on a base hit by Jerry Grody. One delivery is outside and low, two balls and a strike. Crowd of over 28,000 on a beautiful sunny afternoon. The weather this weekend has just been magnificent. Inside the high, he had to get out of the way. He made him wiggle, and it's three and one. Yogi Berra coaching at first, Whitey Herzog at third. This is Dave Justy's fifth outing in quest of his tenth win of the year. 3-1 delivery. A swing and a miss. Now it's 3-2. and two. The payoff delivery. Outside, ball four. Eddie was tempted, but he held up on the swing. the second walk by Justy, and it brings up Jerry Grody. Every man who came up in the third inning against Dave Justy hit the ball very hard. Jerry Grody, after just missing a home run his first time up, then got a base hit to left field, driving in a run. Barry Latman has been on call throughout the day in the Astro bullpen, and the big right-hander starts to loosen up. Outside, ball one. 
leading off first base. Nobody out. A swing and a miss. And Betty bluffed the dash towards second. <coughs> had been listed as a probable pitcher for tomorrow, but he's been in the bullpen all day, and it'll be Bob Bruce, along with Mike Cuellar. A swing and a miss and a breaking ball. One ball, two strikes on Jerry Grody. So Mike Cuellar and Bob Bruce are the Houston pitchers tomorrow. Bob Shaw and Bill Hepler for the New York Mets. Doubleheader tomorrow starts at 1 o'clock. delivery. Outside and low it. It's two and two. Roy McMillan is on deck and then Bob Friend. She joined us late. New York won the opener four to two. They came from behind to win it. And Jerry Arrigo was both the pitching and the batting star. Jerry drove in three of the four runs. He drove in the first three. Long double to right center field, drove home the tying run and what proved to be the winning run. The 2-2 delivery, a check swing foul ball coming back over our heads and out of play. Ball hit in the mezzanine section and bounced back to the field box area. Now 2-2 two -two on Jerry Grody. The pitch by Justy. A swing and a miss. A throw to first. Not in time. Grody struck out by Justy with a fastball. And they tried to pick off it for Sue. Now Roy McMillan comes up. For Dave Justy, his third strikeout. Mack batting for the second time. Lifted a long fly ball to right field his first time up that was run down by Rusty Staub. Staub made a good play on the ball. Low outside, one ball and no strikes. Houston has been extremely pleased with the development defensively in the outfield of Rusty Staub. He has become a very fine outfielder. There goes the runner, hit and run, a line drive, base hit for center field. Pursue around second will go to third as Wynn plays the ball back in. It almost gets loose, but it's tracked down by Sonny Jackson in behind the pitching mound. So the hit and run play works again. This time, Roy McMillan building a line single into center field. Runners on first and third, one man out, and Bob Friend coming up. Ball game is tied three to three. We're in the last of the fourth inning. Bill Heath, the catcher, and Bob Aspermani are on the mound, perhaps on signal, from Grady Hatton to give the bullpen more time. And now, as they break the conference up, Grady Hatton, the Houston skipper, is on his way to the mound. Barry Latman has been warming up in the bullpen. He's been out there all day. He was up two or three times in the first ball game and has been up twice in this game. No sign as yet. But Grady has his hands in his back pockets. He's looking out toward his bullpen. He'll give Latman a little more time until plate umpire Doug Harvey asks him for a decision. 
and the pitching change will be made. Dave Justy is leading the ball game. Barry Latman is being brought in. Last of the fourth inning, runners on first and third, one out, and the game ties three to three. Barry Latman, former American leaguer with the Los Angeles Angels and the Cleveland Indians, has won two and lost five. This will be his 17th ball game. He won a ball game with a six and one third inning relief stint from the New York Mets on the 11th of May. Houston won the game six to four, and Latman picked up the win. So he now is two and five on the year. And while the pitching change is being made, let's check in with Ralph Kinder and find out how the other games are going. Chris Short won his 11th game, and Philadelphia Phillies defeated the Dodgers by a score of 3 nothing. A two-hitter for Chris. The losing pitcher was Joe Muller in the first game of their doubleheader. In the second ball game, Philadelphia won Los Angeles nothing after four and a half innings. Claude Osteen pitching for the Dodgers against Ray Herbert. The Giants lost their first game to Pittsburgh by a score of 7-4. to Winning pitcher was Steve Blast. That was his eighth win. He's lost two. The losing pitcher was Ron Herbel, and the only home run was Willie McCovey's home run in the eighth inning with a man on his 18th. In the second ball game, the Giants lead 1-0 after three and a half innings. Pretty pitching for the Giants against Tommy Sitt. Going to the bottom half of the eighth inning, the Atlanta Braves lead the Cincinnati Reds by a score of 7-5. to five. Pete Rose has hit two home runs in that ball game. Don Pavletic has hit one, and Hank, Hank Aaron has hit one. Hanks came in the seventh with a man on his 27th. LeMaster going all the way for Atlanta. Fisher was the starting pitcher for Cincinnati. Mel Queen is now pitching. And Mel, of course, as you know, is an outfielder. So they have Mel Queen pitching in the ball game. He's pitched one inning before, and his father was a tremendous pitcher in baseball and professional baseball, as you probably remember. At the end of nine and a half innings, Chicago leading St. Louis by a three to two score as the Cardinals bat against Cal Coon. Horner now pitching for St. Louis, the first of two. In the American League, the Yankees defeated Minnesota four to two. The winning pitcher Talbot, the losing pitcher Merritt, Pepitone, Clinton, and Clark home runs for the Yankees. Pepitone now with 22. In the second game, no score after one, Bowden against Perry. At the end of eight and a half innings, Cleveland seven, Detroit one. Chicago defeated Baltimore 5-1 in the first game of their doubleheader. In the second, no score after one. Boston in front of Kansas City, 2-1 after six and a half. And at the end of four, California three, Washington nothing. Barry Latman is on the mound. Bob Friend is the batter. Runners at first and third, one out. Here's the pitch on the way. A full swing and a foul ball on the ground coming right straight back, strike one. Game tied, 3-3. 13 hits so far, and the ball game is in the last of the fourth. Chuck Hiller is the on-deck batter. Barry Latman, big, tall right-hander. Swing and a miss on a curve, and it's strike two. up for the second time. Bob was struck out in the second. He does not cast a very menacing shadow as a hitter. Now the two-strike delivery. He held up just in time and the curve was outside and Barry Latman is yelling at the umpire Doug Harvey. Eddie Brasseau is on third. Roy McMillan on first, and now Whitey Herzog comes all the way down to the plate to talk to Bob Friend. 
stretch by Barry Latman. And the pitch. A line drive, bloop towards shortstop, racing for the plate is Bursu. The play goes to first in time for the out. In the score is Eddie Bursu. And there's a question on the play. It was a soft line drive. Hip towards shortstop. Jackson charged in, picked the ball up, and threw the first for the out. Rasu came in to score. And we have a discussion out on the field. And now Wes Western is coming out to have it explained to him. Interference, I believe, was called on the catcher. And the question is now, Rasu has to go back to third base. Or does he come in to score? Now the, although friend is standing on the base, he now is being waved off by Doug Harvey. I'm not sure I understand this one, Ralph, do you? Well, it couldn't be interference on Bob Friend when he was hitting, because if that had been the case, he would be safe at first base, and the runner at third base would have to go back there. So I don't know what that's all about. I don't either. It wasn't interference, but I thought it was when I saw Friend standing on first base there for a minute. Evidently, it was just a discussion about the possibility of something, and it never came off. So give Bob Friend a run back at that. He was jammed on the pitch and hit a soft bloop out towards short, but hit in front of Sonny Jackson. He charged in. He had only one play, and that was at first base. So the Mets lead 4-3. to three. Roy McMillan is on second base. The hitter is Chuck Hiller. Now Bill Heath, the catcher, goes out to talk to Barry Latman. Eddie Brasseau's run will be charged to the starting pitcher, Dave Justy. I think that would be a case where Wes Westerman would turn it down if it were interference because he was very happy to see the run come in and it would have been a pretty good thing to take that run as it was. Here's the pitch. Well, that's what it was, Ralph. Interference, but the offensive team has the option, so Wes uh, turned it down to get the run. Here's the pitch on the way, inside and low. With Bob Friend, a very light hitter at the plate, Russ is delighted to turn it down and accept the run. And now Hiller is grazed by the curveball thrown by Barry Latman, and Chuck goes down to first base, hit by a pitch. I don't think I've seen that play in a long, long time. No? And you won't ever see it again unless Bob Friend's hitting. <laughs> I think you're right. Not too many hitters. That would uh, dictate that. However, in the late innings of a ball game, it'd be something else again, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Al Luplo is up. A long fly ball at the center field is playable. Jimmy Wynn flips the glasses. He's under it, and he makes the catch beside his out. Let's get a run in their half of the fourth inning, scoring one run. On one hit, that was a hit-and-run single by Roy McMillan. No errors, and two left on. At the end of four innings, it's now the New York Mets four and the Houston Astros three. For information concerning memberships to the Mets fan club, 
correspond with Net Fan Club Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York. The zip code is 11368. Or you can obtain the same information at any of the regular New York Met ticket outlets. The advanced sale window here at Shea Stadium, which is open seven days a week. The ticket booth, located on the ground floor at Macy's 34th Street and 7th Avenue in Manhattan, or at Grand Central Station at the foot of the 42nd Street and Vanderbilt Avenue ramp. Let's also have a ticket booth at Macy's and the Walt Whitman Shopping Center in Huntington, for those of you who live on the island. We'll be going to inning number five, but before we do, let's pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. This is WGY 810 Schenectady. Current temperature at Albany Airport, 89 degrees. Fifth inning coming up. Unusual play on the option play on the interference. Wes Westrom had the option of having the bases loaded with friend on first. And one out at Hiller coming up or turning down the interference and getting the run which was scored by Ed Pursuit. He won't see that play once a year. And that's elected to take the run that had crossed the plate rather than gamble on the bases loaded and one out. Fastball outside, ball one. You never know how it would work out. Sonny Jackson choking up on the handle of that bat. Bends from the waist, the sprint winds. Here's the pitch on the way. Outside, ball two, it's two and oh. Final score in the first game at Detroit. The Indians beat the Tigers 7-3. Tom Kelly, the winner, and Hank Aguirre, the loser. Home runs in the game by Chuck Hinton and Jose Askew with two men on. Now friend goes behind on Sonny Jackson, 3-0. It's a strike on the outside corner, 3-1. delivery. Ground ball bounced toward the middle, grabbed on the hop by Hillary. Fires on to Cranepool and Jackson is out. Rusty Stab has fouled out to third baseman Ed Pursue and he doubled to left center, driving home a run. Rusty has 47 runs batted in. New York, four runs, five hits, no errors. Houston, three runs, eight hits, and no errors. Fly ball in the air to center field. Under it is Al Luplo, and he has it. Al had to move a very short distance to handle that fly ball. Two men away in the top of the fifth. Felix Mantilla coming up. Felix belted a two-run homer his last time up. This two-run homer put Houston in front by a score of three to one. Eddie Cranepool tied the ball game in the last half of the third inning with a two-run homer. Swing and a miss, strike one. Felix has four, five home runs and 17 runs batted in. Slender right-hand batter. Slider off the outside corner, one ball, one strike. 
Mets trying to sweep. They came from behind to win the first game, four to two. One-one delivery, and a curve is in for a call strike. One ball and two strikes. Bob Shaw and Bill Hepler pitch tomorrow for New York. Mike Cuellar, seven and one on the year, and Bob Bruce are the Houston pitchers. Pitching one and two. A swing and a miss, he struck him out. Bob Friend strikes out Felix Mantilla, and the side is out. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left on. At the end of four and a half, it's the New York Mets four, the Houston Astros three. And now here's a word from Rangel. getting a hand for his two-run homer his last time up as he faces Barry Latman. Inside and low, it's ball one. The Mets were trailing three to one. Al Luplo had doubled, and Crane Bull belted one over the right field wall for his ninth home run of the year. It's over for a strike, one and one. Eddie had one RBI in the first game today. The 1-1 pitch by Latman. A drive well hit toward the alley in right center. Staub racing after it. And it hits at the base of the wall. Greenpool is on his way to second. And he's in standing up with a double. Eddie's ninth double of the year. Long drive up the alley in right center. It landed right at the base of the fence. right up against the fence when he caught the fly ball in the third inning off Larry Elliott. That's four, the Astros three. He bluffed it a bunt, didn't offer. It's low, one ball, and no strikes. Ron Swoboda is the on-deck batter. Ron's hit the ball hard twice without a base hit. Fastball for a strike at the letters. One ball and one strike. Both times Ron Swoboda has been up, he has really unloaded on drives to center that have been run down by Jimmy Wynn. Wynn gets a marvelous jump on a ball. One-one delivery. A change-up curve hit back to the mound. The play goes to third, and the ball is thrown away. Rainville is coming down the line. He will score. And Elliott goes all the way to second. Barry Latman had Cranepool hung up. He threw to third and threw the ball away. So Cranepool comes on in to score, and Elliott winds up on second. It's a throwing error on Barry Latman. Elliott going around to second on the fielder's choice. No RBI, but the Mets lead five to three. Now Ron Swoboda is the batter. Nobody out, a run is in. 
And the pitch is low outside, ball one. for two after hitting two long drives to center field. Curve a swing and a miss. One ball, one strike. For the Astros, right-hander Ron Taylor is warming up in the bullpen. Mets now have taken a two-run lead. It's five to three. We're in the last half of the fifth inning. Ron having trouble getting the signs from Whitey, and so now Whitey says, come on down here and talk with me. Eddie Brasseau is the on-deck batter. Then Jerry Grody. Latman up in pitching position. He's around the bunt. Bunts the ball. A good bunt down the first baseline. A throw to first is in time for the out. Beautiful bunt by Ron. It's all Latman could do to get the bunt and throw to first in time to retire Ron Swoboda. So the Mets give up an out to try and play for one, one more run. Larry Elliott moving to third, and now the Astros have to play their infield in. The batter is Eddie Brasseau. Eddie has singled a right on a hit-and-run play, which helped to build a run. And he has reached on a walk and scored a run. The infield in with Larry Elliott on third. Full windup by Latman. Here's his pitch. Curve outside. One ball and no strike. Bad ball two. Two and one. Almost 37,000 in Atlanta this afternoon as the Braves outslugged the Cincinnati Reds nine to six. Denny LeMaster went all the way to win his eighth win and Hank Fisher was the loser. Curve outside and low three and oh. Cincinnati had three home runs the Braves had one, but the Braves won it. The only home run for the Braves was by Henry Aaron. His 27th of the year, he hit it in the seventh inning with a man on. Cincinnati used six pitchers, including Mel Queen. 3-0 pitch, outside ball four. So Eddie Bursu has been on three times in a row. Runners now at first and third, one out. The batter coming up is Jerry Grody. Chicago got a run in the top of the 10th inning, but the Cardinals scored one in the last of the 10th inning. So the Cubs and Cardinals in the first game of a doubleheader are now tied 3-3, to and they're in the 11th inning. Kyle Kuntz and Hal Wittishik are the relief pitchers. The infield now playing a double play depth, and the curve is a strike on the outside corner. Pittsburgh got two in the fourth inning. It's now the Pirates two and the Giants one after four and a half. Pittsburgh won the opener seven to four. 
And the Phillies still lead the Dodgers 1-0 after 6 in the second game. Philadelphia won the opener 3-0 on a two-hitter by Chris Short. Swing and a miss on a curve, strike two. Now Barry Latman with a two-strike count on Jerry Grody. Here's his pitch. Breaking ball outside, one ball and two strikes. working in relief of starting pitcher Dave Justy. One man down, runners at first and third. Pitching one and two. And the curve, a swing and a miss, he struck him out. Barry Lottman staying right with that big curveball against Jerry Grody, and he fans him. That brings up Roy McMillan. Mack has flied deep to right and single to center on a hit-and-run play. Wes Westrum has played hit and run twice in the ball game, and both times the Mets have pulled it off. On base hits by Eddie Bursu and by Roy McMillan, and both times it helped to build a run. Down comes the pitch to McMillan, outside in low ball one. One run in here in the last of the fifth inning, and the Mets lead 5-3. to three. Pitch to McMillan is, under, is over at the knees, beg your pardon. One ball, one strike. The first game is over in St. Louis. A home run in the bottom half of the 11th by center fielder Kurt Flood. Wins it for the St. Louis Cardinals. They beat the Cubs 4-3. to three. One pitch. A swing, a foul tip, and it's held on to by Bill Heath. Eddie Cranepool let off this half inning with a long double to right center. Larry Elliott bounced one back to the mound. Latman tried to get Cranepool at third and threw the ball away for a throwing error, and Eddie came in to score, and Elliott went all the way to second. Pitching one and two as the runner breaks towards second. And it's over, strike three call. Roy McMillan waved out on strikes for the third out. One run, one hit, one error, two left on. Now at the end of five, it's the New York Mets, five runs, six hits, no errors. The Houston Astros, three runs, eight hits, and one error. Next inning, Bob Friend will be contending with Lee May, Bill Heath, and Chuck Harrison. Mets are winding up their homestand tomorrow and heading west. They come back Friday night, July 29th. The next night, Saturday night, July 30th, is the Old Timers Classic. Casey Stingle's 76th birthday. Casey will be back in uniform, guiding the 1950 American League All-Stars as he did in 1950 against the 1950 National League All-Stars, who will be managed by Leo DeRocher. Umpires Scotty Robb, Ed Rommel, Jocko Conlon, and Babe Pinelli are going to be here. 
So is Hall of Fame catcher Bill Dickey and coach Jake Pittler of that year. Along with such outstanding ball players, greats like Roy Campanella, the Super Chief Ali Reynolds, Big John Newcom, Jim Constanti, who was the most valuable player in 1950, Bobby Doerr and Dom DiMaggio, Stan the Man Musial, Willie Puddenhead Jones, Andy Pasco, Jackie Robinson, and many, many more. Lee May is the hitter against Bob Friend, top half of the sixth. May has doubled and singled. He has two for two. He pops this one up on the left side of the infield in fair territory. Ed Brasseau is under it. And on the rim of the infield grass, Eddie takes it for the out. One away, nobody on. The hitter coming on is Bill Heath. He has an infield hit and has bounced into a 3-6-3 double play. He was originally signed by Philadelphia, later traded to the White Sox. And the Astros got Bill Heath from the White Sox. He caught at Indianapolis last year. 27 years old, he's a left-hand hitter. Runs up as if to bunt, but doesn't offer. And the pitch is over, strike one call. Bill Heath wants the ball examined, and there was a flaw. It's put out of play. Infield in the outfield, playing the left-handed batting catcher around toward right. A swing and a miss on a fastball that was in on him. He jammed him. Down strike two. It's over, strike three, call. Good spot pitch on the outside corner by Bob Friend. He's threading a needle with that one. Bob now has five strikeouts. First baseman baseman Chuck Harrison, right-hand hitter, has reached on a walk and singled to center field. wind-up by friend, and the pitch is outside. One ball and no strikes. Stadium shadows now have moved out beyond the pitching mound. Ground ball bounced down to third, charging in as Ed Brasseau. He strides and throws, and it's in time. Harrison is out, retiring the side. Bob Friend has now settled down to retire eight straight hitters. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left on. At the end of five and a half, it's the New York Mets five and the Houston Astros three. Last of the sixth inning, Bob Friend will be up for the New York Mets. We had one of the most interesting plays of the season the last time Bob was up. Runners on first and third. He hit a slow ground ball. Well, I shouldn't say a slow ground ball. It was actually kind of a bloop. 
A soft line drive out toward short. Jackson came charging in, picked the ball up, and threw to first in time to get friends. And interference had been called on the catcher, Bill Heath. It's in the dirt. So West Westrom then had the option. He could either accept the run, Brasseau had come in to score on the play, or he could accept the interference call. Had he taken the interference call, the bases would have been loaded with one out and Hiller coming up. West elected to take the run. That was the sure run. And it put the Mets in front at the time, 4-3. to three. By accepting the run, it was then a run-in to make it 4-3. to three. Two men down and a runner on second. 3-0 delivery. He is over for a strike, 3-1. and one. Line score on the first game in St. Louis, won by a flood with an 11th inning home run. St. Louis, 4-11-0. Chicago, 3-7-0. It's over for a strike, 3-2. Al Wodeschick, the fourth Cardinal pitcher, the winner. Bob Henley, the fifth Chicago pitcher, the loser. Ground ball hit down to third. Up with the ball is Astromani. He jumps and throws, and it's in time. Friend is out. Philadelphia may be the team that gains some ground this afternoon. Second baseman. Philadelphia beat the Dodgers 3 to nothing in the first game on a two-hitter by Chris Short. And with Ray Herbert pitching, they lead the Dodgers 1 to nothing after 6.5 in the second game. The Pirates are trying to sweep. They beat the Giants 7-4 to in the first game. And they lead the Giants 3-1 to after five innings in the second game. A line drive to center field by Chuck Hiller for a base hit. and one on. Al Luplo coming up. For the Mets, their seventh hit of the ball game. Barry Latman working in relief. He came on in the fourth inning. Curve is in at the knees for a call strike on Al Luplo. Al has one for three, a double to right. first, not in time. Now another throw to first base, it's not in time. Here's the pitcher on the way, and the breaking ball is high. One ball, one strike on Al Luplo. Mets leading five to three. This is the last half of the sixth inning. Mets won the opener, 4-2. to two. Ground ball hit toward the hole, snagged by Mantilla. He throws to second, first play, throw to first, not in time. Good play by Felix Mantilla. He was in the hole on the right side of the diamond, made the glove hand stab, and whirled around and got the force play on Hiller. So Luplo is on first, two down, and Eddie Cranepool comes up. Eddie had a run-scoring base hit in the opener. In the third inning, with the Mets trailing in this ball game, three to one, he hit a two-run homer. And in the fifth inning, he doubled off the wall in right center field and later scored on a throwing error by Barry Latman. Inside and low, ball one. 
Leonard on the right side. Big hop for Mantilla, and he flips the ball to Sonny Jackson. With a force play on Luplo in the third out. In the home sixth inning, no runs. One hit, no errors, one left on. Now six innings complete. The New York Mets five and the Houston Astros three. This is WGY News. This is the sound that means news. Up to the minute, concise and complete. From the facilities of NBC, Associated Press, United Press International, the United States Weather Bureau, a staff of stringers throughout a 26-county area, and a newsroom staff of experienced news people, WGY keeps you informed of the latest happenings. More than 20 times a day in regularly scheduled newscasts from 6 in the morning to midnight, WGY brings you the latest news from around the world, around the area, and across the street. And when something newsworthy happens, you get it in bulletin form when it happens. All this, plus specialized programs on farm news, sports, weather, and business, make WGY's news department your best information center for what's going on in the world today. We go now to the top half of the seventh inning. It is Bob Aspromani up to lead off for the Houston Astros as the Mets lead in the ballgame by a score of 5-3. to three. The Mets won the first game of today's doubleheader here by a score of 4-2. to two. Aspermani is one for two in this game, has a season's batting average of 245. Facing right-hand pitcher Bob Friend, who started and has been in all the way for the Mets. And here's the first pitch. It's in there for a call strike to Aspermani. Aspermani bats number eight in the Houston batting order. This pitch is inside low. It's one and one. And Barry Latman is in the on-deck circle. That does not necessarily mean that he's going to bat. Ron Taylor is up and throwing now on the Houston bullpen. Here's the one-one delivery, and it is low for a ball. Two and one. Friend looks for a sign from catcher Jerry Grody. Offers the 2-1 pitch, and it's swung on and hit in the air to second base. Back there is Chuck Hiller on the outfield grass, and he makes the catch. One away, we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. This is WGY, 810 in Schenectady. The time is one minute past six o'clock. number 48. This is Lindsey Nelson with Bob Murphy and Ralph Kiner at Shea Stadium. Barry Latman's got a bat for himself. He's been up 19 times and had three hits. Batting 158, but with nobody on base, he is batting for himself here in the top half of the seventh. Here's a swing and a miss. Strike one. The Mets have five runs on seven hits, and Houston has three runs on eight hits. Bob Friend winds and fires, and the pitch misses outside low. It's one and one. Jerry Arrigo was the winning pitcher for the Mets in the first game, and he was also the hitting star with two doubles that drove in three of the Mets' four runs. Here's the one-one pitch. Swung on and lined into right field. Coming out past is Elliott. He one-hops the ball, knocks it down. And on at first with a base hit is Barry Latman. A single to right field. 
Hey, there's no other theater quite like the Jones Beach Marine Theater, and Guy Lombardo's new musical spectacular, Mardi Gras, is the best ever. It's great for fundraising and theater parties, so why don't you and your friends go on out to the Jones Beach Theater? Number 24. The Astros have a runner at first. One man out and Jim wins the batter. Time call for a moment until Chuck Hiller can do a little groundskeeping behind second base there. Thirty-seven batting average for the season. In the leadoff spot in the Houston batting order these days. And that pitch is low for a ball. Joe Morgan is still out of action with a fractured kneecap, and he'll be out for a while longer. Normally, of course, he is the leadoff man in the Houston batting order. Morgan was voted to a starting spot on the All-Star team. Could not play, of course. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Little tight win, ducking to get out of the way, and it's 2-0. Wearing the jacket at the base runner at first base. And Sonny Jackson is waiting on deck. Here's a pitch right in there for a call strike. It's two and one. Defensively, the Mets are playing Jim Wynn straight away. He has very excellent speed. Ladman takes his lead. Friends 2-1 delivery. Misses low and away. So Bob Friend goes behind now. Three balls and one strike. To Jim Wynn. The Astros now have a total of nine hits in this game. And we're getting a little stirring around down in the Med bullpen area now. Friends pitch. Swung on and blooped out towards center field in there for a base hit. Holding a second is Latman. Ball is barehanded by Luplo. Ball had a lot of English on it and took a hop spinning away from McMillan, who was trying to get over to make a play on it. He went on out in the center field. Back-to-back base hits here now. Potential tying runs are on board as Sonny Jackson comes up with one man out. Jack Hamilton is up and throwing in the Mets bullpen. Sonny Jackson is one for three. He's a left-hand batter. With extraordinary speed. So Friend is in a spot here with one man out and runners at first and second. That will require all his effort. Up and set. And here's the pitch. In there for a call strike. Got an outside corner. Rusty Staub is waiting on deck. Now again, the pitch, and it's low and away for a ball. It's one and one. That's five, the Astros three. Bob Friend reading the sign of catcher Jerry Grody as Houston runners lead at first and second. And the 1-1 pitch. 
This is high and away. Friend goes behind two balls and one strike now to Sonny Jackson. And the crowd begins to stir a little bit here at Chase City. Jack Hamilton continues to throw in the Met bullpen. Friend takes a deep breath on the mound. Up and sets the 2-1 pitch. Swung on and fouled off to the left side. Out of play. The count is leveled at 2-2. Two two. With a new ball now, Friend walks down to the back side of the mound. Pushes his cap back off his forehead and rubs up the ball. Now goes to the rosin bag. Turns to look in for a sign. Two-two delivery. Foul off. A good breaking pitch, and Sonny Jackson got just enough of the bat on that ball to stay alive. the runner at second and Jim Wynn the runner at first. Again friend off the stretch. 2-2 pitch. Swung on and land in the air to center and right there is Al Luplo. Makes the catch. Runner's hole. And there are two men out. Luplo fired that ball on over to third. To Ed Bursu, but Latman had no idea of trying to advance. And Rusty Staub is coming up with two men out. Staub doubled a drive and a run in the third inning. Overall, he's one for three. Left-hand batter with a season's average of 280. He began his major league career at just about the same time that Ed Craneville began his. He has an overly closed stance at the plate. Hails from New Orleans. Friends pitch. Swung on it on the ground, and it's on through Cranesville at first. And Barry Lapman rounds third. He's coming home. Sonny Jackson goes to third. Elliott's still holding the ball. And now the throw comes in. It's blocked by Grody. The plate is uncovered, and coming down to cover it now is Friend. Holding at third is Jackson. Charged against Cranepool on the ground ball and went right through him. One run scored, and it's the Mets five and Houston four. Larry Elliott came up with the ball and could not decide to turn it loose in right field, and it's a dangerous thing to do with Sonny Jackson rounding third at the time. Finally fired it on in, and it was out toward the mound so that Grody had to go out and block it, leaving home plate temporarily uncovered. But Grody was closer to it than Jackson was. Now, with two men out, the Astros have runners at first and third, and Felix Mantilla is up. He had a two-run homer in the third inning. That was a hard-hit ground ball that Cranepool had squared, and he went right through him. So the Mets lead now is one run. Jackson leads at third, stop at first. The pitch in there for a call strike to Felix Mantilla. Mantilla lined to left, had a two-run homer, and struck out swinging. The Mets have five runs on seven hits, and the Astros have four runs on ten hits. We're in the top half of the seventh inning. Pitches it on the ground to first, and Crane pull now dives, gets this one, flips over to Friend in time for the out. 
Cranfield had to stretch himself out at full length to come up with that ground ball. Lifted over to Bob Friend, covering in time to retire the side. But the Astros got a run on two hits and an error, and they stranded two men. The end of six and a half, it is the Mets five and Houston four. Player for the seventh inning, and cleanup batter Larry Elliott will lead off for the Mets. He has walked, slide to right, and was on on an error. Larry Elliott. Barry Latman, a right-hander, pitching to left-hand batter Larry Elliott. Into the windup and the pitch. Inside low for a ball. Waiting on deck is Ron Swoboda. Here's a 1 0 pitch. Breaking ball. It's lined into right field for a base hit. Dusty Tom hustles over as Elliott turns at first and holds there as the throw comes in. It's a leadoff single for Larry Elliott. Swoboda's coming up. Line to center, line to center, and went out to first base. Close enough to dive for it, but could not get a glove on it. It went all the way to the wall. 
And Svoboda decided to try for three. Elliott scored ahead of him, and then Sonny Jackson went out and got the relay from Lee May, who ran the ball down. Pitchers in for a strike to pursue. And the relay was on the money to ask for money at third, as Svoboda went sliding in in the cloud of dust, but was out. So he gets a double and a run batted in. Now, Bersue steps back out of the batter's box for a moment. One man out, nobody on base. The Mets six, Houston four. Claude Raymond is throwing in the Houston bullpen. That pitch is low, and it's one and one. Brody is waiting on deck as the Mets bat here in the bottom half of the seventh inning. Barry Latman with a 1-1 pitch to Ed Pursue. A little tight and a little high, and it's 2-1. The Mets won the first game of today's doubleheader by a score of 4-2. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Missing way outside, so it goes to 3-1. Fastball swung out and missed. So the count is out full at three and two. Pursue swung himself off balance right down into the dirt on his knee on that one. Now Ron Taylor is up and throwing in the bullpen for the Houston Astros. Barry Latman reads the sign of his catcher, Bill Heath. Double pop and the payoff pitch. Popped up foul back of the plate. He's giving it a run. It's going to be near the screen, and Heath is there, and he makes the catch for the out. Two away as Edward Sue fouls out to the catcher, and Jerry Grody's coming up. He's single the drive and a run, struck out and struck out. In this half inning of play, we'll bring you up to date on all the scores of other games. And there's a lot of baseball being played across this country this Sunday afternoon in July. Batman's pitch to the right-hand batter. Bunny down the third baseline. And as for Bunny, bare hands it close to first and not in time. It's the base hit. Brody with a perfectly placed spot beats off the base hit. And now Roy McMillan. Slide the right single and was called out on strikes. He's one for three. and a foul ball back and out of play. Roy McMillan scored two runs in the first game here today. This is Roy's 36th birthday. That pitch is low for a ball. This is Roy McMillan's 16th year in the National League strange thing about baseball as a profession. 36 is considered to be old in the baseball profession. Runner goes at first, a pitch out, and here's the throw to second, and he is out at second base. 
That Felix Mantilla put the tag on Grody. The Astros smelled that one out. But the Mets picked up a run on three hits. No errors and none left. And the score is in the seven full innings is the Mets six and Houston four. And now those scores of other games all around the major leagues. And first we'll check out the National League. Philadelphia Phillies shut out the Dodgers 3-0 on a two-hitter by Chris Short, who chalked up his 11th win, and Joe Muller took the loss. Second game is now going to the bottom half of the eighth inning, and the Dodgers have scored three now to lead 3-1. to one. Phil Regan is pitching against Darrell Knowles, both in relief. Pittsburgh Pirates moved at least temporarily ahead of the San Francisco Giants by winning the first game 7-4. to four. Steve Blass got the win, and Ron Herbal took the loss, and William McCovey had a homer. Second game is now going to the eighth inning with the Pirates leading by a score of 5-1 to one in the second game. Lindy McDaniel pitching in relief now of Bob Pretty for the Giants and Tommy Sisk for Pittsburgh. Atlanta defeated Cincinnati 9-6. to Denver last to the winner and Hank Fisher the loser. Pete Rose had two homers. Henry Aaron had one. His 27. Don Pavletic had one. They drew 36,522 in Atlanta today. St. Louis Cardinals beat the Chicago Cubs in 11 innings, 4-3. to Al Wittishick got the win in relief. Bob Henley took the loss in relief. Julian Javier and Kurt Flood at homers. Warm-ups for the second game for Chicago, Kenny Holtzman and Art Mahaffey for St. Louis. In the American League, the Yankees beat the Minnesota Twins 4-2 in the first game. Fred Talbot got the win. Merritt took the loss. Yankee homers by Pepitone, Clinton, and Clark. Second game is now going to the bottom half of the fourth inning. And the Yankees are leading this one by a score of 6-2. Mountain relieved by Hamilton in the fourth. Perry relieved by Keller in the third. Cleveland beat Detroit 7-3 in the first game. Kelly the winner and Gary the loser. Hinton and Askew at home. It's the second game's gone through an inning and a half. No score. O'Donoghue against Farmer. And right here, Lee May is coming up to lead off for the Astros in the top of the eighth. Bill Murphy has gone into center field for the New York Mets. Lou Flores moved to right, and Larry Elliott has come out of the ball game. Here's a pitch to the left-hand batter. Low for a ball. Same defensive move made by manager Wes Westerman in this game that he made in the first game, uh, bringing Elliott out in the late innings, moving Lou Flores to right and putting Billy Murphy in center field. The Mets lead in the game 6-4. to four. The pitch is swung on it in the air to center field. Murphy races over. He's there, camped and waiting. He puts it away, and there's one man out. New Yorkers have turned out for the thousands today. And all through the stands, you can spot Viceroy packs. Why? Because the New York guy smokes Viceroy. Why? For teeth. That's why. Bill Heath's coming up. Left-hand batter. He's one for three. Chicago White Sox beat the Baltimore Orioles 5-1 to one in the first game. Gary Peters over Bill Short. Andy Echebaron had a homer. Here's a ground ball, and Roy McMillan comes behind the bag to throw on in time for the out. Roy McMillan moved in behind the bag at second to take that ground ball on the short hop and fire it on to Craneville in time to get Bill Heath. Two away, and Chuck Harrison, the first baseman, who is one for two in a walk, is coming up. In Chicago, the second game is going to the bottom of the fifth. Baltimore, two. The White Sox, nothing. Palmer against the Bay Bazard in the second. The end of nine innings to play Boston and Kansas City tied 2-2. McMahon against Sanders both in relief. Petroselli hit his 17th home of the season in the fifth with nobody on. And in California, going to the bottom of the eighth, the Washington Senators five. California Angels nothing. Bob Humphreys against Clyde Wright. That pitch is in for a call strike to Chuck Harrison. Here at Shea Stadium in New York, in the first game of today's doubleheader, 
Jerry Arrigo was the winning pitcher as the Mets defeated. The Houston Astros 4-2. Larry Durker took the loss. Arrigo was the hitting star with a pair of doubles that drove in three runs. The Mets lead here 6-4. Bob Friends pitch. A little tight. One and one to Chuck Harrison. Two men out, nobody on base for the Astros. Batting in the top half of the eighth inning. Swung out and foul back off the screen and out of play. One and two. Now, friend, takes a moment to turn around and work on the ball. The lights have been turned on here at Shea Stadium, with the shadows having lengthened to include the entire infield area and most of left field. Only the center field and right field are now bathed in bright sunshine. The hits are all even in this game at 10 each. Here's a pitch. Land is short, and McMillan knocks it down, picks it up, throws to first, and in time, he got it. Roy McMillan was trying to short hop it and knocked it down, picked it up, and made the play in time. So the side is out. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. The score at the end of seven and a half innings is the Mets six and Houston four. Say, the coolest scene in New York this summer is Central Park. With Joy 66 with Oscar Brown. The cast of Wait a Minute, the Mitchell Trio, Jim Questions, Jug Band, the Young Rascals, Buffy San Marie and Diane Warwick, Theodore Bichel, John Lee Hooker, the Frank Fontaine Show, Hamilton Cap, Fabricus, the Chiffon, Mitch Ryder, and the Detroit Wheel, the Blues Project, Jackie Wilson, Thelonious Monk, Lionel Hampton, Arthur Prysock, the Four Tops, Jimmy Smith, Otis Redding, and many, many others. And they're all at the Rheingold Central Park Music Festival. The admission is just $1. The place, the Woolman Memorial Skating Rink. The tickets are on sale now at Stern, at the Record Shack, 125th Street and 8th Avenue, at the Music Inn, 169 West 4th Street, at Goo Music, Main Street and Northern Boulevard in Flushing, at Halpern's Music Shop, 875 Flatbush Avenue, Brooklyn. Watch your paper for this week's schedule or call 249-7750 for information. Bottom half of the eighth, Roy McMillan coming up and getting a hand. He turned in a couple of sparklers in that last inning. McMillan is one for three in this game. Barry Latman working in relief of starter Dave Justy. Swing the drive into left field, and it is one-handed and dropped out there by Lee May. Turning and holding at first is McMillan. Lee May moved in and tried to lean down and one-hand the ball. He got a glove on it and it dropped out. Scored as a base hit for Roy McMillan. Now Bob Friend up in a sacrifice situation. Mets have a two-run lead in the bottom half of the eighth inning. Nobody out. Bunted now out toward the mound. It is picked up and played the first in time by Latman. As Mantia covers over there and the sacrifice goes, 1-3. And it'll be Chuck Hiller coming up to take a shot at moving McMillan in from second base. Roy McMillan has hit safely in eight straight games now. And his batting average has gone from 165 to 200. 
He's standing on the bag at second. Chuck Hiller is one for three and was hit by a pitch ball. Barry Latman off the stretch. Pitch is swung on a line on the right field line. If it stays fair, and it does, it'll go all the way to the corner. McMillan turns third. He's coming home. Hiller's on the way to second. McMillan scores. Hiller stands at second with a double. And a run batted in. And the Mets lead by a score of seven to four. We pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. This is WGY 810 Schenectady. Current temperature at the Albany Airport, 87 degrees. This is Lindsey Nelson with Bob Murphy and Ralph Kiner at Shea Stadium. And Al Luplo is coming up for the Mets. Ron Taylor is throwing in the bullpen for the Houston Astros. Taylor leads off the bag at second. Pitch to the left-hand batter. Breaking ball in there for a called strike. Ed Cranepool waiting in the on-deck circle for the Mets. The Mets have seven runs on 12 hits. Houston has four runs on 10 hits. Batman leans forward in getting the sign. Luplo is one for four. He doubled and later scored in the third inning. Here's a let-up. Far on and line. Foul on the right field corner. It's going off the facade down there. The big change of pace and... Luplo got around, pulled it down the line, foul. Now the delivery, and Luplo hits the dirt and ducking under that one and sitting down in the batter's box. Right over the top of his head. It's one and two. Swung on and missed. He jammed him in on the fist and had Luplo around for the strikeout. Two away and Ed Cranefield's coming up. He's had a two-run homer and a double in this game. At Forbes Field in Pittsburgh, the Pirates have added two more runs in the bottom half of the eighth inning. So going to the top of the ninth, it is the Pirates seven and the Giants one. And at Johnny Mack Stadium in Philadelphia, going to the ninth inning, it is the Dodgers three and the Phillies one. Cranefield's being intentionally walked. Outside ball two. With first base open and two men out, and Billy Murphy next up. Cranefield is being intentionally walked. Now outside ball four. Cranefield goes to first with the base on ball. Billy Murphy coming up for his first time in this game. He's hitting 205 with three homers and eight runs batted in. Murphy was at bat one time in the first game and was on on a field of choice. breaking pitch in there for a call strike. Runners at first and second, two men out. The Mets seven and Houston four. (laughs) 
Hartman now goes over to the right back. California Angels have defeated the Washington Senators 5 to nothing. Clyde Wright with a seven-hit shutout. Bozeman started just the loss. Breaking pitch to Murphy. That misses outside. And it's one and one. Runners leading first and second. And the one-one delivery. Little low. Barry Latman goes behind. Two balls and one strike. Barry Latman, at one time during his career, was traded from the Chicago White Sox to the Cleveland Indians in exchange for Herb Score. He leans forward to get the sign. Two-one pitch. Swung on, foul back. Two-two. That trade occurred at a time when Herb Score having great difficulty in trying to return to the form that he had shown before the accident when he was hit by a line drive off the bat of Gil McDougal. Now Lopez had moved on over his manager of the White Sox and wanted him over there. Here's a swing and a ground ball back to the mound. Off the glove of Latman. He retrieves and rounding third and coming home. Now as Hill the throw and he is tagged out at the plate. As Bill Heath tagged Chuck Hiller out. Hiller rounded third and just kept coming as that ball was off the glove of Latman and rolled back about halfway between the mound and second base. It scored as a base hit for Billy Murphy. And Chuck Hiller was thrown out at the plate. So the New York Mets got a run. They had three hits in the inning. No errors and two lefts. And the score at the end of eight full innings is the Mets seven and Houston four. The second revised edition of the 1966 Mets yearbook is now available here at Shea Stadium. It's available at all Mets ticket outlets, or it's available by mail. The latest edition contains pictures and records of all the Mets, including Bob Shaw, Bob Friend, Jerry Arrigo, and Dick Rustek. If you'd like to obtain a copy by mail, send a total of 65 cents. That's 50 cents for the yearbook and 15 cents for handling to Met Yearbook. Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York, zip code 11368. The second revised edition is now available. Through eight innings of play here, the Mets have seven runs on 13 hits and one error. Houston has four runs on 10 hits and one error. And coming up to lead off will be Bob Astromani, the number eight man in the batting order for Houston at the top of the night. Bob Friend started. He's been in all the way. Bob Friend looks in to get a side from Jerry Grody, and here's his first pitch to Aspermonte, and it's in there for a call strike. Now the pitch, and it's swung out in the air to center field, and going back is Bill Murphy. He's at the edge of the warning track. He's there, and he makes the catch in the warning track. So there's one away, and now John Bateman is coming up to bat for Barry Latman. Jack Hamilton is up and throwing in the mid bullpen. Your attention, please. Ladies and gentlemen, for Houston, body for Latman, Johnny Bateman. John Bateman 
Hitting 292 has 12 home runs and 44 runs batted in. Ground ball to short. McMillan drops it and now picks it up and throws to first in time. Roy McMillan just dropped it out of the glove and trying to pick it up and went down the second time and threw on. So there are two men out. Jim Wynn is up now with two men out, nobody on base. The Mets are leading seven to four, and here's the pitch. And it's low for a ball. Again, friend looks for the sign from catcher Jerry Grody. Here's the pitch swung on and foul back, it's out of play. One and one. These same two teams are going to play another doubleheader tomorrow. Jamming a lot of baseball into a two-day period. Back-to-back afternoon doubleheaders. Tomorrow's twin bill will start at 1 p.m. Bob Shaw and Bill Hepler will pitch for the Mets. Mike Cuellar and Bob Bruce will go for the Houston Astros. Friends, 1-1 delivery is bunted, and it is a foul ball on the third baseline. Love there by Bursu, and Jim Wynn will be brought back. The Pittsburgh Pirates are in first place in the National League, having swept a doubleheader from the San Francisco Giants, 7-4 and 7-1. In the second game, it is Tommy Sis, the winner, and Bob Pretty, the loser, Clint Dennon, had a two-run homer for the Pirates in the eighth inning. The Pirates have a one-game lead, a full-game lead over the Giants now. They moved in by percentage points by winning the first game and picked up that full game by winning the second game. Here's the pitch to win, and it is outside. Two and two. So it's been a big, big day for the Buccaneers of Pittsburgh at Forbes Field. This is a 2-2 delivery. Swung on and foul right off the handle out of play. You can bet they had all the people in Forbes Field that they could get in there this afternoon. And with that, the attendance, 35,184. That's a lot of people in Forbes Field. Here's a 2-2 delivery. High for a ball. Full count of three and two to win. Sonny Jackson waiting in the on-deck circle. Bob Friend reads the sign now of Jerry Grody. And here's a payoff pitch. Swung on and fouled back. It's out of play. Coming with two men out here in the top half of the ninth inning. Base hit number 11 for Houston in this game. Sonny Jackson is one for four. He bunted his way on in the third inning. So with that thought in mind, third baseman Ed Bursu moves well in on the grass at third. Taking up a defensive position there. 
Cranville is playing behind the runner, Jim Wynn, at first. The Mets are leading by a score of 7-4. to four. Bob Friend off the stretch. And the pitch is outside for a ball. Rusty Staub has moved out to the on-deck circle. Bob Friend again, up and set. And the pitch. Swung on and fouled off to the left side, out of play. It's one and one. with two men out. Friend checks him and deals a 1-1 pitch to Sonny Jackson. Swung on it on the ground to first. Cranville can't handle it. It's off his foot and on out of the short right. Wins on his way to third. Here's Hillis throw. Pursue comes up and can't handle that and Wynn is coming home. Jackson is at second. Wynn scores and Jackson is at second base. It's a 7-5 game. Rusty Staub representing potential tying run is coming up. scored on the play. One against Cranville on the ground ball and one on Bursu at third base on the throw from Chuck Hiller. The ball was deflected off the foot of Cranville out into short right field. Chuck Hiller ran it down and was trying to make a play on Wynn going to third. Bursu charged the ball and a hope of cutting it off and making a play on Jackson at second but did not and Jackson arrived safely. So it is a 7-5 game now. And Rusty Staub, a left-hand batter, is up. Jackson leads it second. Here's the pitch. Swung on and hit in the air to shortstop. And McMillan's there, and he makes the catch, and the game is over. The ball game is over. As Rusty Staub popped out to McMillan, who went out on the outfield grass and made the catch. McMillan, on his 36th birthday, coming in, grinning from ear to ear, he said before the ball game, the most appropriate birthday party... Of course, a present he could think of would be a double victory over Houston. And that's what the Mets have. As they have won this second game by a score of 7-5. to five. In the top half of the ninth inning, the Houston Astros had a run on a hit, two errors, and one man left. We'll be back in a moment with the final summary in totals. Right now, the final score of the game is the Mets 7 and Houston 5. Here at Chase Stadium in New York, the New York Mets have taken both ends of a Sunday doubleheader from the Houston Astros by scores of 4-2 to two and 7-5. to five. In the first game, Jerry Arrigo was the winning pitcher for the New York Mets as Dennis Ryband came on to relieve him and was credited with the save. But Arrigo, going uh, for his longest set of this season, was the winner and also the hitting star of the ballgame as he had two doubles to drive in a total of three runs. Larry Durker started, and although the Mets did not get a hit off Durker until the fifth inning, he was the loser as the Mets won it by a score of four to two. In the second game, it was Bob Friend starting on the mound for the Mets, and he went all the way. Dave Justy started for the Astros. He has never been able to meet the, to beat the Mets and has a lifetime record now of no wins and three losses. It was... Felix Mantilla, who hit a two-run homer in the top half of the third inning as the Houston Astros had a three-run uprising to go ahead of the New York Mets. Mets had scored in the second inning to lead by a score of one to nothing, but Mantilla's two-run homer put Houston out in front three to one. But the Mets came right back in the bottom half of the third against Justy, and Ed Cranepool delivered a two-run homer to get the Mets back even. And then in the bottom half, 
of the fourth inning. Ed Bursu walked. Jerry Grody struck out. Roy McMillan single, sending Bursu to third. At that point, Barry Latman relieved Dave Justy, and then a strange play occurred with Bob Friend at the plate and the score tied. Friend blooped the ball out towards short on one hop. It was taken by Sonny Jackson and fired on to Harrison in time to get Bob Friend with Bursu scoring from third. Catcher's interference was ruled on the play, so the Mets had an option. They could take the play as called with interference and have the bases loaded, the runner having to go back to third, or they could take the run and have the friend out. They elected to take the out, take the run, the sure one. It proved to be the go-ahead run as the Mets won it by a score of 7-5. After the Mets took the lead, Bob Friend, who had been wavering in the third and fourth innings, settled down for a long stand and was extremely effective on up until the last inning when the Astros got their final run. So the New York Mets won the first game by a score of 4-2. to two. Final totals in the second game for the Mets, seven runs on 13 hits in one era. For Houston, five runs on 11 hits in one era. Bob Friend is the winner. He has won two and lost one. And Dave Justy is the loser. He has won nine and lost seven. And that's Mets baseball for today. Brought to you by Rheingold, New York City's largest selling beer. And what a remarkable thing that is. In New York, a city of so many different people with different tastes, one beer has become the favorite, Rheingold Extra Dry. They don't know why so many people like their beer, but they must be doing something right. Today's game was also brought to you by WGY, your sports station for the Great Northeast. WGY will bring you the full schedule of Mets regular season games live from major league parks throughout the country. Be with us Monday at 12.55 when we will present another exciting New York Mets baseball game over 8.10 on your radio dial. It starts tomorrow, the biggest savings, the biggest selection, and the best quality during Cahoes Manufacturing's big sale. Save up to 50%. Shop Cahoes Manufacturing open tomorrow and Tuesday nights till 9 p.m. This is WGY 810 Schenectady.